We are good. How are you guys? Oh. How's how's everybody out there in the magic mirror? That's really what it is. Wait, are they all in England or are they all in Wonderland? Oh no, no. Um magic I meant the magic mirror from um from Romper Room. Ooh. Did you ever watch Romper Room as a kid? I mean, that's like almost pre-memories for me. I was like, sure, a, I was like, like Sesame, but yes, there's t- tell Rompity Stompity Romper Room. Am um, I mis- the most I'm not misremembering. You were on Romper Room, weren't you? I was on Romper Room. <laughs> and even better, though, by the way, and that's, that was one of the tapes that had degraded. Like, I could, I put it in a VCR to, like, look at it and see if it was still good. And it, I could see myself for, like, a second, and then the tape snapped. So I would have to really oh, spend money no. to get that restored. Oh, my God. I remember you sent me a still of it with you in, like, your little, your yes. little plate glasses. Just, just yes. smiling. Yes. <laughs> just oh so that was so you got to see Miss Molly. She was there were different ladies who ran there were different romper rooms around the um country at the time, late seventies, early eighties. Uh and every um area, every network like Don's area had a different Miss Whoevery. Miss Dorothy, sure. Um and ours was Miss Molly and then the each each show leader would uh, show leader each star um would cycle out after about like a couple of years. So there were other Miss Whoever's before and after Miss Molly, but Miss Molly was my Miss Molly. And I was at a friend's birthday dinner and he was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and this is so funny. This lady used to be on Romper Room. And I was like, no shit. I was on Romper Room. And he was like, did you have Miss Molly? And I almost flipped the fucking table. I was like, what? You know, Miss Molly. And do you know, He, like, dialed her up on FaceTime. (laughs) What? He was like, let me, oh, my God, she's going to get such a kick out of this. So he dialed her up on FaceTime, and he was like, hey, how you doing? I have a friend here who was really little when you were on Romper Room, and she was on when you were on. I am sitting next to him, and I was like, what's happening? What's happening? Is he talking to her? What's going on? And then he points the phone at me, and I start crying. (laughs) You started crying! Oh my god, yes! <laughs> it was like I was meeting Mickey Mouse as a child. Oh, I was like, totally! Molly, you were so great! And you taught us about condensation! <laughs> oh, it was a peak experience. She was so tickled. Oh my god, anyway, that's amazing. We're not, we're not here to talk about me crying we're not crying on local celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of The American Office, and um, especially like, especially the first half of the series. I just I could watch it on loop for years and be oh, completely nice. fine. And. Um, there was there was an episode that was um what did they call it? It was like bring your child to work day. I don't remember if that was the title of the episode, but um, Steve Carell as Michael Scott gets really excited to see all these kids, and he goes <laughs> and basically he's like, I want to show you all what I was like as a kid, and he brings out this tape of him on Romper Room, and he is a toad like he is a 
you know, he's a character who obviously has a whole lot of baggage and like you see it as a kid and all the kids are like, uh, <laughs> I wish I could oh, see no. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you don't know those kids. They just no. throw a bunch of kids like it's a new group of kids every week. Um, and so you get to be on the show. They film it. Uh, I think maybe they, did they broadcast it live? I don't know. But we did a different one each day for five days. Um, so it wasn't like Jeopardy where they film a bunch at a time. And uh, I remember showing up and I was like, ah, these kids look fine. They look a little dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to the point where like, um, I was such a know-it-all nerd that there was every so often a moment between me and the adult in the situation where for like the hundred thousandth time that I raised my hand, um, she like she would look at me and she'd be like, you know, I can't call on you again. There's like eight kids here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. I know. I'm still going to raise my hand, though. You don't have to call on me, but I'm still going to raise my hand. That's that's what set you up for being in a room with a lady. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cried a little telling that story. Like it was such it was overwhelming. Oh, I love <laughs> it was so lovely. This world is full of, of weird coincidences and serendipity. Right? Did I have that happen at all? I want to say... Eh. Oh, you have to have at least one thing like that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, did I ever... Oh, come on. You had to have looked, come, you had to have looked at Facebook when you met somebody and you were like, Oh, I'm friending you now. Um, and seen a friends of friends that shocked you. Do you have anything like that? Oh, Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good one that I don't, I can't remember who the mutual friend was, but it back in the day, um, back in the day, uh, yeah, I, I remember it was like suggested friends, Rufus Wainwright. And I was like, Oh, Oh, uh-huh. And and <laughs> Harvey Firestein and I was like, oh stop! My God, I That's could amazing. not want anything more. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Duncan. Oh, that's amazing. Right? Duncan went to somebody that he was doing theater with a million years ago. Um, like early two thousands. He was like, oh, I'm going to lunch with my friend Lou. Do you want to come? And he was like, Yeah, I, I like lunch and I like friends. Um. <laughs> It was Lewis Black. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to know <laughs> everything about Duncan that. Duncan just had lunch with Lewis Black. I, You know, I didn't press him for details. We'll have to do that. We'll do a special interview where Duncan just tells us about the lunches he's had with celebrities. <sighs> I feel like that's uh, an extensive, like, fucking nighttime series. What's the word I want? Yes. <laughs> Some kind of uh, mini series? Yeah. Yeah. Nighttime, <laughs> Nighttime. Sure. Listen, nothing means anything anymore. So we, wheelbarrow. Who cares? Oh, so I've been trying to, by the way, I'm Lillian Bustle and this is Jen Ponton. <laughs> That's right. That is us. We feel, we feel pretty good that you know that by now. And, um, uh, and once I, upon a time, this was all the fucks. <laughs> yes. Listen, there's nothing more all the fucks than this, this turning into something completely different. <laughs> 
That's oh my god. On brand AF. And also, you guys, the last episode that we got to record live before all this went down, basically, we set up an entire episode and we talked about it for like a half an hour, realized we wanted to talk about something completely different, and turned on <laughs> turned on a time. Yes, because we're adaptable. We are. We are. Like, uh... <laughs> like things that adapt to things. Honestly, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to have to take up some kind of brain teaser game to keep my brain sharp because I feel a little bit like my gray matter is losing a couple wrinkles. Like uh, I yeah. really like <laughs> I can feel things smoothing out in there that shouldn't be smooth. It's not good. <laughs> can you imagine if it just became a bouncy ball? <laughs> oh, all you've oh, retained sorry, is like guys. some basic language or probably with the way a brain works all you've retained is like one weird esoteric thing oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah like all, all i can remember is kaleidoscopes <laughs> <laughs> so we we had a good time talking about beauty standard stuff yesterday and uh realized that we weren't nearly done no, we really just ended up talking about lip gloss, which is, hey, <laughs> no complaints. None. Absolutely not. Uh, but, but I feel like we wanted to soapbox a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is only tangentially related, but do you remember the first perfume that you ever bought that wasn't like a body <gasps> spray from Bath yes, & Body? Yes, I do. What was it? Um. Okay. So when I was 14 and I went to Toronto on Mm -hmm. that bus ride with my choir, we went Mm -hmm. to, we went to some big department store. I don't know why. Who the fuck knows? Uh, We went to a big department store and I got like a pair of jeans and I went to their perfume department and... Uh, United Colors of Benetton, <sighs> whose ads always appealed to me. Oh, same. Always. They were so appealing. They had released two fragrances called Hot and Cold, and they were both in frosted clear bottles, and they both had like uh, like old-timey spigot knobs as the Ooh. I remember those. Yes. Oh, and so was hot and cold. Water. Okay, I get it. That's yes. great. And God, their marketing was so good. Oh, it was so good. And I think in the magazines, like it was the double open up flaps. You could open up hot. You could open up cold. See which one you like. Nice. Uh, in hindsight, hot was probably a better fragrance for me. But I really, really loved very like aquatic. Um, green fresh stuff when I was nice. that young so I sure. chose cold do you remember when I was talking about how my mom used to win random shit out of uh yes uh the the claw machines and occasionally it would be something really good like cologne or perfume yes she won me a, a bottle of Benetton colors of Benetton perfume like a big ass Holy I have no shit. idea oh how, like one of those yeah. old Jean Nate bottles not that big not that big, but you would be surprised. Also, I every so often I reference Jeanette, and people of a certain age have a very specific reaction to anyone That's talking about funny. that that wild ass body splash. 
Okay, Fragrantica, which is my favorite perfume site, uh, says that the top notes of cold were bergamot, aldehydes, and caraway. Uh, caraway? Yeah, which is rye, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I smell uh, like rye bread. It. It's the it's the seeds, yeah. <laughs> Which honestly should have drawn more Jewish boys to me. <laughs> I'm pissed that that didn't work. Uh, the, the middle notes were oh, coriander, screaming. lavender, and geranium, and the base notes were patchouli, vetiver, and white musk. So, wow, kind of that's complicated. That's my first perfume that I bought. Otherwise, it was all just like. Sometimes even the aerosol body sprays, but it was just yeah, uh-huh. body sprays before that. What about you? Yeah. Um, I remember having Electric Youth, but I don't think I bought it. <gasps> oh my god, those bottles were bananas! Yes. It wasn't that Cindy Lopper's. This P- Tiffany, I think it was Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> Wait, I mean, now I have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was Tiffany. Um. Uh, the, yeah, the bottles were incredible and it actually smelled really nice. Oh, um, I would, yeah, it was like, I mean, I probably smelled cheap, but, um, sure. it was like, it was a candy kind of smell, but it wasn't cloying. Let's find out. Oh, but what Revlon made it. Revlon produced it. Oh my God. With the little fucking phone cord in there. That was so cool. Okay. It was so cool. Why were we so easily impressed? Uh, I'm still impressed. <laughs> Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson is the perfume of the young generation of the early 90s. It is fruit, flower, sweets, woods, and amber. And uh, actually, somebody in the review says, try Cactus Blossom at Bath and Body Works. It's strikingly similar to Electric Youth. Ooh, okay. (laughs) All right. Nice. Fruit, white flowers, and woods. Yeah. So I remember having that, but I don't remember buying it. The first thing that I remember um, buying, buying was uh, a Lily of the Valley fragrance that was at a drugstore. Um, and I just thought it smelled very fresh and lovely. And then <laughs> and then one of my friends was like, you smell like an old lady. And I was like, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of do. Uh, and then I had one that smelled kind of like a garden. Oh, oh it might have been something Jardin, as a matter of fact. But the first nice perfume that I ever bought was Tresor. Um, my friend Lish had gotten a bottle as a gift in high school from, like, I don't know, a well-meaning grandparent or something. <laughs> and she was like, this just isn't my thing. Do you want it? And I was like, this is amazing. It smells like a hug. And that was oh, my that was my only perfume for, like, years. Oh, like, my gosh. Well, well into the middle 2000s. Like, I would get other ones. I was obsessed with the Demeter fragrances, so... I would get those every so often. Yes. I really like those too. I had a ginger ale one. <gasps> Yay. That sounds great. Ginger ale was perfect. And now I have honeysuckle. They do a very nice honeysuckle. Wow. Um, I think I had some other weird smells. I know they make like a tomato vine, although I don't yes. have theirs. I have, I have another, um, I have another tomato vine that's, Oh my god, beautiful! I there's this perfumer, it uh, there's this perfumery called For Strange Women, and it's this woman out of like Missouri. 
I know. It's perfect. I, I love, love her that. so That's much. That's so good. She's a cancer. Duh. And <laughs> she's, basically, she's basically a witch. And she makes like amulets and these uh, custom oh. perfume oils. And she makes a new oil for each new moon. Oh. So you get, so this was the new moon of like Leo season. And it's. Uh, and it's tomato vines and like night blooming flowers, and it's so mm. good. It's so you know good. who makes a great Jersey tomato candle? Uh, Lucky honeybee. Oh my god, a real Jersey it's great. tomato. Oh, like it's the good. ones that barely exist anymore. Her dad, they her do. dad used to grow them. Yeah, her whole goal with that candle was to try to make it as close to the smell of her dad's tomato vines. Oh my god. Yep, it's great. Uh, when, in the after. We'll get you one in the after. Actually, you could have one right now if you wanted to order one. Oh, uh, smells were so, so important to me. I me mean, too. like whether it was beauty smells or stuff like, um, I don't know. Have you walked into an elementary school as an adult at all? Yes. The smell of lunch. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. That just gave me anxiety. I know. I know. Oh, that just filled me with like dread. I'm sorry. It's just corn. It's just corn and shitty pizza. Don't <laughs> don't freak out. Um, but yeah, I remember um, my friend, uh, my friend Alex. Uh, he had a leather jacket, and he wore, I think, Obsession, um, one of the real smoky, smoky ones. And I just, oh, God, I just bury my face in his chest, smell mm. that jack and that cologne. I was good. didn't know any guys who used, who used really? fragrance. Isn't that weird? Isn't that sad? Oh. <laughs> like, Somebody's got to teach men, guys, though, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, and Axe, thank God, was not a thing oh. then. Yeah. Thank God. They had like access to, oh my God, do you remember those aerosol body sprays that duped every major fragrance, right? Designer imposters? Yes, Yes, I do. Yes. And so like they had a CK1. He, there was a CK1 and, you know, everything under the sun. And there was probably like Dracar Noir and Cool Wave or Cool Oh, yeah, yeah. Polo, Ralph Lauren's. Oh, Cool Water. Oh, jeez. Ooh, I liked that one. I mean, they were all super aquatic. And I I like woody smells much more. And I don't remember (laughs) if there was anything at the time that was really woody that that people were, like, digging into. It's so weird that stuff like that goes into fragrances. It goes in... um, um, trends i uh i can't stop thinking about the when you were talking about peeling out the fragrance samples in the magazines do they even still do that anymore i i mean i've seen it in the last handful of years that's i haven't picked up a (laughs) picked up a beauty magazine in a really long time um uh every so often every so often i'll buy a bridal magazine I had such a great time planning my wedding. And I'm like, let's see. Let's see what the kids are up to. That's so cute. Also, I love that you did your own makeup. I never knew that. Oh, 
Yeah, I figured I would want to touch it up as the day went on. Yes. And if it was not a look that I was used to, I wanted it to look like me. I didn't want to look airbrushed. Yes. I'm sure that you have gotten your makeup done for like a headshot or something and been like, uh. (laughs) Actually, no, nobody's ever overdone me for that. However, I do recall, I do recall that when I was going for my bridal makeup test, you know, Uh I didn't want to look like. They were bridal pictures. I wanted to look like me. So I was like, do it really, 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 really natural. But when people do natural yeah. on me, they're like, let me do a smoky eye. And they just use browns instead of grays. Right? Right. And so I was like, eh. But I guess this is what I'm, like, stuck with. Like, this is the choice for natural. Um, mm-hmm. And so literally on the day, we were – and she was like, you want the natural look? And I was like – you know what? Fuck it. No, go purple on my eyes and let's do a pink lip. We're doing this. <laughs> Yay. That's great. <laughs> and I was super happy that I did that because like if I'm going to look like I'm wearing makeup anyway, which I am, I may right. as well wear fun colors. Right. Good decisions. Good, I, good decisions. I always felt like I couldn't keep up with other people's makeup when I was in high school and stuff. And then when I was in college, it was so hot in Florida that I don't know that I even had any makeup that wasn't my stage makeup. I mean, I had like Ben Nye. I had the real, real stage makeup, which no, you don't actually need all that shit. I don't understand. Unless you're doing prosthetics and stuff. I don't. And so much. We, we saw an old Carlin, um, the other day, uh, an old George Carlin special. And it was very clear that he had eyeliner on. And I was like, uh, I guess, I guess people just did that if they were in a big, state like a big um theater I don't I don't I don't know but that was a trend back then like earlier if you Mm -hmm. were on stage no matter who you were or what you were portraying like you had to have all this exaggerated crap on your face totally totally Um, but yeah Florida was too sweaty and I never had air conditioning so I maybe had some lip gloss but I was definitely not even filling in my eyebrows until I moved up here Mm -mm. no I did not start to really understand my eyebrows until I was literally 30 years old. And (laughs) I swear, because, like, mm, I would kind of pay attention to what people were doing to me in the chair, but it was also so over my head that not a whole lot stuck. And I remember my eyebrows being the last thing that this particular makeup artist did to me on Blue Bloods, and I was like, wait, what? whoa, that just made a big difference. And she's like, yeah, don't you usually, like, put some color in your brows? Because they're basically clear. And I was like, um, no. They really are. They are are clear. They're they're translucent gold. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, so yeah, then I was like, oh, let me do this. And, like, I got a Mac pencil for it. I got the Mac pencil she was using on me. And, nice. You know, and that's basically, that's really all I need. That and a little bit of lip balm to, like, be seen. But. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, I, is, mine is eyebrows and cheeks. Like, I can have nothing else on and, and feel totally pretty and fine. But, like, the eyebrows for me are very, very. Once I. <clears throat> realized what a difference they made. I have such an expressive face anyway. I'm like, let's not throw any of this away. <laughs> Was there a, a makeup product that, I mean, aside from that round brush? <laughs> <laughs> that I never understood? There, 
Yeah, was there a thing that you never quite got? Mine was a crimping iron. I never understood that. I never owned one. I did not understand curling irons, and I was never good at them, and I never got even remotely fine with them until I got, like, a ceramic curling wand instead. Oh. Although, you, you know those, like, paddle flat irons and how some people do use them to add waves? Yeah, I can't. It doesn't work on my hair no at all. No <laughs> idea how that works. I mean, people do it to uh-uh. me for TV. Um, oh, I've had it done to me. I've had it done to me. And right. I was like, that's novel. I'm going to go home and do that. That looks easy. And then I'm like, oh. I <laughs> disappointing. No how to do it. Also, I feel like I always have to tell everybody who who's doing my hair, like, hey, if you want to add any kind of curl to this, you need to... It needs a ton of heat. Like, hot rollers are absolutely our mm. friends. And yeah. a fuck ton of, like, free spray. And that will yeah. do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, my hair is, like I said, wavy. But I could never figure it out. I had... Um, oh, gosh. And because because we had the running water issue, it's not like I could wash my greasy hair every day. So I had stages of hair. So the first day when my hair was actually clean, when I would when I would get up early, oh, you gonna be okay if I tell you how I used to wash my hair? Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we would go and we would fill up water jugs at the um, uh, at the church, and then we would drag them all home. How I didn't have like giant ripped like swimmers arms, I don't know, but I carried a lot of jugs of water. Um, so I would take a jug uh, and I would like dump some of the water into another empty jug and I would microwave the water until it was really hot and then I would add the water back in until it was the temperature that I wanted to wash my hair with and then I would lean over a bucket and I would wash my hair in that bucket and then I would wash whatever else I needed to wash and then uh, later on I would dump the bucket outside. Oh, baby. Where like was the bucket? In your bathroom? fancy lady. Yeah, I was in the bathroom. Um, and so I then I would blow my hair. So I would have to wake up really early if I was going to wash my hair. Oh, Jesus. Um, I would blow it out. And day one was straight hair. It was like blown out as straight as my hair ever got. Um, and then day two, I would usually put some baby powder in it to try to get one more day of straight out of it. Mm-hmm. And then day three was curls and or a ponytail. <laughs> oh, um, but wow. if I was going to, but like using a fully curling ironing, my hair took as long as washing it. So that was another early, early morning. And there right. were lots of days. Um, there was one year where I told you I had, um, I had, gym class very first thing like early in the morning and first thing and nobody took showers there like literally nobody if I had decided which I could have if I had decided that I was just going to start taking showers there it would have raised eyebrows from like the administration to like nobody used those showers so um I uh where was the rest of this going oh that year I just looked like shit all the time (laughs) Because I would pull, I would, um, that was probably my sophomore year. Uh, I remember specifically, I figured out a way that I could put my hair into a twist. So at least when I took it down after being hot and sweaty first thing in the damn morning, that I wouldn't Mm. look like a total rug rat by first period. But it was 
bad. Like it was just gross and bad. I was just gross the whole rest of the day. Was there any ever any option to shower at your school? Like in the locker room? <sighs> if nobody did it. Yeah. So if I did that, and also our um, lockers were really small. They were like, like maybe the size of four lunch boxes stacked together. So if you wanted to bring a towel, you would have to put the wet towel in the locker. You know what I mean? Like there was not a good, mm, right, right. it wasn't, it, it wasn't done. Yes. <laughs> so yes. So I think maybe like the field hockey girls might've used the showers, but sure. But no, I, it, the but prospect like of having to explain class. myself, right, didn't seem worth it. Also, we didn't have enough time. Yeah, like if, right. you, if the bell rang that. and you had 10 minutes to get to where you were going, it was it always so to weird. Change that, your damn clothes. Yeah. Yeah. That showers were like encouraged when there was no time for them. But I don't remember anyone after gym class actually using the showers. It was. I'm, Do you want to talk about gym class? <laughs> like beauty standards in gym class? I feel like that was when I first started seeing other people's beauty routines. Like. That was the first time I saw a deodorant that wasn't a spray because that's all my mom would buy oh. me. Oh, um, It was the first time I had ever heard black girls talking about their legs being ashy. <laughs> oh. I thought that, that was like a significant thing that I remembered. I remembered seeing like when people were using squirt bottle sprays instead of aerosol, like Aquanet Oh my God, yes. Versus white rain spritz. Yes. Oh shit. I mean, Uh, by the time I was in high school, the whole locker room was just endless Bath and Body Works sprays. That's all it was. That's all it was. uh, It was just one giant, you know, fog cloud rolling in of like cucumber melon, (laughs) which is not (laughs) actually a complaint. Right. It is a lot, though. I will tell you, though, my olfactory memory, my old high school, uh, my old high school got turned into the middle school. And, um, and a, a bunch of it has sadly changed, but there was a very specific way that the gym smelled, and the gym stayed completely oh, the oh. same. It wasn't Our bad. Our gym definitely had a smell. And, like, it no, smelled no. like bleachers and rubber. Bleachers, and pro- yes. Yeah, pro- it's probably the smell of bleachers. Bleachers, rubber, and, like, the way that the floor was waxed, maybe. I don't know. But th- as soon as I went into the alcove that led to the gym I was like waiting for olfactory memories to kick me in the ass the whole time and it wasn't happening and then I got into that alcove and I was like oh my god and I was just like overcome and not with dread because gym sucked but it got very manageable very quickly so much more than it did when I was in elementary school um oh that's good it was I mean it was a miracle but I also really liked high school, and it's like that smell was the smell that just pervaded everything when I was right. in school. So that that's when I was, I I nearly fell over. I was like, oh my god, it's 1998. <laughs> 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 it was amazing. Oh, that's so good. Um, our theater had a very specific smell, for sure. I I mean, I think it was mostly dusty curtains, but <laughs> ooh. 
There's a drag name for you. Dusty <laughs> curtains! Wow, guys, we're just giving it to you. We're just giving it away for free. <laughs> it's it's highway robbery. Get a <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, but like as far as the like Going back to the whole comparison and, and looking at people and being like, am I doing this right? Am I doing any of this right? Um, I just, I was so out of touch with what I looked like. Like, I look back on these pictures and oh. I was so pretty. Yes. I am pretty. I'm fucking gorgeous. And I was gorgeous then. And but I had this thing about, it. I know nobody does, but nobody I, does. I was very hard on myself. It yeah. was so I had a weird thing about my nose. I felt like because my nose was so like round and cute that I would never be beautiful. You know, I was like, beauty is these angles and these angles only. Yes. And yes. that's not me. Um, And that was, I think when that happened, I relegated myself to being the tomboy friend. And I mostly rolled with guys. Um, and so then I was not around girls to pick up more beauty tips and tricks. Right. Although Until my friend go, Lish, my junior year. Go on. I'd love to go into this a little bit because I think I, I just saw a tweet about this the other day. Um, and also I think you and I can speak quite a bit collectively to the whole cute, not beautiful um, mm, at least mm -hmm. in our own perceptions, because you and I are very cute. We're very cute. Very <laughs> fucking cute. Turn hamsters into women, and that's us. <laughs> I love it. I mean, um, I don't think that that negates beauty, but definitely as an adolescent, it's so easy to feel that way. And I just saw a tweet from a writer that I know who's younger. I mean, she's 28 right now. So like, she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of better mindsets coming her way. But, um, <laughs> she was like, when do I get to be hot instead of cute? When, 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 when? Uh, and yeah, she is super cute. And somebody wrote to her and they were like, trust me as a fellow cute person, the right person for you will think you're hot. Oh Yeah. For sure, right? And, I and when that ends, so a perfectly distilled way to see it. There are very few of us who will ever be branded as conventionally hot. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Like that is not something most people get to have. And mm -hmm. if you do have it, a lot of times it makes you scared of losing it, mm -hmm. so that you do extreme things. So I, oh, R.I.P. Meg Ryan's old face. Oh, God, oh. what a tragedy. Oh. What a fucking uh, tragedy. <laughs> I mean, everybody is allowed to do whatever they want. Thousand percent. Um, Thousand cool percent. sculpting. I don't think yeah, she dude, would have just, said that if that's if she knew that's how it would turn out, though. That's the thing. That's the well, thing. Right. And and I know, I mean, I think Jennifer Grey has talked about feeling pressured to get her nose done and uh. stuff like that. And we, I, oh, I'm, I don't think I have actually talked about this before. I legitimately, maybe I have, um, I saw, I didn't understand airbrushing. 
at all. I didn't understand that what I was looking at in a magazine. So I would see, like, if you would see a nail polish and they would clean up literally everything around the person's cuticles. So it just looked like mannequin hands that were painted. They don't Um, have all the bite marks that I do. Uh, right right and I was like I don't how does everything get so smooth how do people and then I remember um I'm sure I was like popping a zit or something and I really looked at all of the blackheads on my nose and I have like an interesting texture underneath my eyes um it's not it looks pebbled a little bit my skin is actually usually very smooth but yeah but that's not something that you see in magazines. You see no, that never, if you're standing up close typical. to another human being. That's when you see that. And I was not getting that close to people for a couple million reasons. Um, so I thought that that was messed up. And I remember trying to pop them like they were zits, the little bumpies under my oh, eyes. No. And then that was all. And I gave myself a sty. Like the length to which. Um, and I had um, little weird zit bumps on my upper arms so I didn't want people to see those and it just it 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 turned into a whole like how can I hide everything except my my face and even with that how can I distract people from that Uh, yeah and that was that that was the advent of me trying like hoping somebody would one day love me in spite of my horrendous appearance as opposed to looking for someone who might love me for everything absolutely you know that doesn't set you up to find quality people ever sorry i'm having a i'm having a moment like that lady from um the lady from labyrinth where she's like oh here's your charlie bear (laughs) god that's such a creepy scene that always made me very uncomfortable yeah, and and I have connotations of that with my mom. I knew too. you would. Like, I knew you yep. would. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was gonna just yes. ask you how does that feel, given that you're that you lived in a hoarded house. Yeah, I, that scene was the most upsetting scene in all of Labyrinth for totally. me. Totally, uh, and it's already upsetting for like a person with a more typical upbringing. I never thought I would have to say that. Holy shit. Where's the goddamn bar? What? I know. I know. You know, um, I jump just like jumping back in here. Yes. I, um, I have, I belong to a couple of children of hoarders groups. And, uh, I think that I may have mentioned that before. I have not been able to go in there since everybody's in quarantining. I just can't even go into the group because I know it's full of heartbreak and terrible. Oh, no. And people who are either stuck with their parents or stuck not being able to take care of their parents. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can't. Oh, Uh, I didn't think about that. I want to do, and I think this this would be a great time to do it. I've been wanting to do interviews with people who have survived hoarding. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah, because it's very misunderstood. And I mean, the fact that I still say hoarding instead of using hoarding disorder, which is technically what it is. And I know I, I, I don't think that I don't think that people who have a hoarding disorder love to be called hoarders. Right. They all think they're just pack rats. Um, yes. Anyway, maybe. You know, what gets me going a spreadsheet. Maybe I'll, I'll start a spreadsheet and see where that takes me. Ooh, spreadsheet. So in digging around in my makeup just now. 
I have, I have different levels. I don't know if other people do this. I have the makeup that I use all the time. I have the makeup that I use for shows. I have makeup that other people have given me that doesn't really work on me, but I haven't thrown it away yet. And then I have makeup that I'm never going to wear, but might need to use once for like a specific look. So I have have shit in different bags and or my beautiful avocado green train case. Um, And I just found, I didn't even know I had a, I have an eyelash curler. (laughs) I have an eyelash curler and I found a thing of hand sanitizer, which I was like, oh. Well, that's, that's handy these days, but no, I pencil, I was looking for some kind of a pencil to do a less severe look than I usually do with my eyes. I, um, one of my favorite things to do, one Me? of my favorite, <laughs> yes, one of my favorite things to do is, um, Milk Cosmetics makes these big, chubby, uh, like push pop size uh highlighters and they do them in different colors so and they name them all like these celestial names so there's one that's like really like pink like pinky peach and then there's one that's more like a bronzer essentially which i will not go near bronzer (laughs) no no talk about working against your nature um (laughs) and then there's one that's like blue purple and i put it all over my and in most light, it actually looks like pretty twinkly and and magical. Ooh. And then in some light, Andrew's like, "Why is your face so purple?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still like, "Worth it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it again. Everybody is allowed to do whatever they want to do, but it is sometimes a little bit jarring to me when I come upon somebody who has done that very specific highlighter on the tip of the nose thing. You and I were at an event somewhere and I was talking to someone and I was like, wait, what? Does she have something on her face? Oh, she's doing that Instagram (laughs) thing. Oh my God. It's basically like a ring light. I don't know. I'm getting so, getting so tired of, um, of the, the, the currency of, influencer beauty i know is that weird not at all no it's exhausting and it's not and i kind of fit in that category which is silly but you know no 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 but i i the way i think about it is everybody picks what they're gonna spend their time on and i'm never gonna pick 45 minutes to walk out my door to spend time beating my face i'll do that for a show for sure. But I'm never going to be that person. I'm just not. And um, like, like when we used to work at Lush and people would say, why is this bath bomb $8? And I would say, well, some people like to spend $8 on a movie. I don't really care about going to see a movie, but I'll spend $8 on a bath. Right. And I would see people be like, oh, and I'm like, do you like to go get your nails done? And oh, yeah, I like to go get my nails done. Some people don't want to spend money on that. They want to spend money on soap. Like, <laughs> exactly exactly so that that's how I think about my time like I I am never gonna be a person who makes my bed every day I'm never gonna be a person who spends time on specific things that most people I feel I perceive spend time on yes Um, we all we all just delegate it to different things absolutely right uh lush will never not be worth it for me especially because 
like we were talking about yesterday with like, is it a $30 lipstick or is it many $5 lipsticks? <laughs> right. Yes. Um, Absolutely. I was, I mean, Lush is an investment. However, I spend less on Bath and Body, and I have since 2006 now, I spend less on Bath and Body products now than I did before finding Lush because I was never really satisfied. And so yep. I would buy, uh-huh. I'd get bored of things and I'd buy all different kinds of shampoos and conditioners and St. Ives and, and Dove and herbal essences. And then I'd get bored of that. And then I would just have bottles and bottles and bottles, each of which were 4 or $5 instead of one $30 bottle of shampoo that I love and use every day. And I've been using the same fucking conditioner for 14 years now. Nice. <laughs> like, you know... So that I, I think know. there's definitely something to just yeah, knowing that. I'm never going to be the person who decides to get nail art. I think nail art is <laughs> so fun or or like I don't know, whatever people do that has fake things put on top of your real bone. I don't understand. Oh, there's don't lots understand of burlesque girls who are really really into that. And I get it. They look so beautiful. I really do enjoy the aesthetic very much. But I cannot, like, I'm already bored and groaning and wanting to not leave the house thinking about the upkeep involved. I know. I know. I can't even do, I've done, have you done um, gel nails before? So I've never uh, done, I've never done acrylic. Only for my I've wedding. I've never done that. Only for my wedding. Um, the gel is not that big of a deal except for... A lot of places will file your nail down underneath it, underneath what they're coating on top of it. And that means it. Yes. then you have a ridge in your nail as it grows out, which is not for me. By the way, my um, nails have never been happier than during quarantine. Oh, yeah. Mine are really great. <laughs> mine are great. You know why? I'm not breaking because I'm not doing things. <laughs> right. <laughs> yup. <laughs> are you eating a lot of Jello, Jen? <laughs> No more than usual. <laughs> I eat a lot of jello. Wait, what day's today? Wednesday. Today's a jello day. For sure. Ah, oh, fuck, I should get pudding. Oh. You know what we should do? Hmm. Oh, we should make each other an aspic and then <laughs> show it to each other on Instagram. Did I send you did I send you that aspic, the one with spaghettios and like raw hot what? dogs in it? Stop it. I hate you. Yes, I feel like I just had eradicated that from my mind 20 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> oh, do you know? Don was like, "That looks kind of good." <laughs> oh no, no, Don, no, no, Don, it doesn't because I guarantee you those hot dogs are not cooked. <laughs> no, I mean, hot dogs are already cooked, just like bread is already cooked before you make it toast. Hot oh, dogs yeah. are done. Oh, right, right, right. You can eat them raw. <laughs> it's just gross like why do you want that texture no don't you want it to be crispy oh yes. my mom used to boil hot dogs oh no Mm-mm. no so thank they were just you hot. please on a grill they were just hot they were just hot they were just hot oh no i would microwave um, them sometimes but it depended on the kind you got like hebrew national are kind of fine no matter how you do it but if you get like oscar meyer wiener no <laughs> 
Eh. I'm trying to think of other beauty stuff that, like, my mom tried to pass on to me. I mean, she definitely had that big bottle of Genite, so I definitely splashed some of that on trying to feel like a grown-up. Um, she would not let me wear underwire bras. Oh. That was a very weird thing. She had, you know what? I, she didn't want me to get my ears pierced. Um, and she didn't want me to wear underwire bras and she just kept saying it was her, she loved to say, you don't want that. You don't want to do that. They're uncomfortable. You don't, you won't like that. <laughs> oh no. And so when I became friends with my friend Lish, um, I think I've mentioned before, she was the first person I was friends with that w- I could share clothes with. Yes. You and Lish looked so, f- similar enough, right? I never had a friend yes. who looked like me until I met you. Isn't that oh. batshit? <laughs> Oh, God. You were my first friend where I was like, oh, my God, we, like, can actually trade beauty secrets and share clothes. And I think we even have the same size foot, which is great. (laughs) That's so lovely. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. But, yeah, she – and she was, like, uh, I don't know, popular with the boys. Like, boys like to flirt with her. That's that's a good way to put it. she so I was like, you, you know, in waiting for Guffman, when he's like, no, I was not the class clown, but I sat next to him and I studied him <laughs> and I learned that's, from him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did with Lish. I was like, wait, what is she? Um, she did this cool thing where she would, um, like line her lips and put on lipstick and then pat a little iridescent eyeshadow on her lips. So her lips were this like shimmery, mauvey purple, and it was so hot. I was like, what? "Oh my god, let me get up on that!" Yeah, you can do that right now today. Just some shimmery, shimmery uh, eye makeup. Shut right on the lip. fuck up! That's amazing. Um, and she had underwear in colors, which did you? Only I mean, have just like white with like yeah, name on the like, back. Oh. Into <laughs> when I was sixteen, there was no longer the name written in the waistband thank god but yeah i was just like we would buy multi-packs of hanes underwear i guess and that was just what she bought me and then when i saw her bras i was like i want to feel pretty i want my boobs to look pretty (laughs) yes uh and that was i mean i bought my first lane bryant bra not too far after that and then you stole three more (laughs) And then I stole some more because my boobs deserved them. One for you, three for me. One for you. Exactly. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Girl, absolutely. You were washing your hair in a bucket. I take all the bras. I get you to want, steal baby. some fucking bras. Take all the bras. <laughs> Come on. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, but like, but then my beauty stuff didn't really extend past that. I would be like, oh, I have a cute bra, but I couldn't find clothes that I really liked. So I was just in jeans mm. and a shitty t-shirt yep. um, all the time. And uh, I liked, I liked dresses, but I didn't have, I didn't know how to navigate the footwear because just wearing sandals all the time wasn't really a thing back then. You needed those little like also, slip off heels really... or those. Sorry, hmm. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Just Did you find it difficult to find dresses? I could never find dresses. So I was not a dress person. <laughs> uh, I was not a dress I... person until I was like uh, 27. And now I am almost oh, yeah. exclusively a dress person. Same. Again, 
you and I both. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember. I know. I feel like dresses were very hard to find. Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I remember wearing like a skirt and a blouse thing for one of my homecoming dances mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't find a dress dress that I liked. But uh, I mean, I'm, I've been 5'3 for, I mean, since sixth grade probably. Oh and God. that's yeah, not a height that they were making dresses for. So if right. I got something, it would be really, really long. Or yep. occasionally I would try to make a tunic into a dress. And that was never, oh, no. I tried real hard to do that a couple times. Oh, oh. so one of the faux pas that I didn't understand, again, uh, pretty feral as a kid, I was given a lot of room to run. So my mom dressed me until like third grade. At by the time I was that old, she was like, "Well, you you know you have to put clothing on your body, so put on whatever clothing you want." But when wow. she dressed me, it was super cute, um, or at least made sense. When I dressed me, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna wear tights." And a sweatshirt. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to school like that. And I remember, okay, well, okay, here's the admission. I remember feeling terrified. I don't remember the details. My friend Aaron does. And Aaron is like, remember when you came to school <laughs> with no pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I relate to this so hard, but mine was in sixth grade. <laughs> they were teal tights with no with no pants. Nobody called me out on it. <laughs> I got called out, and I th- I want to say my teacher or the principal was so shocked that they made me put on something from the oh from the from the lost the and found lost box and found maybe. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> That's amazing. I, I remember they used to do that when people would come to school in like the big Johnson shirts or like something else that was inappropriate. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I could get away with it because I thought the, the sweatshirt was long enough. You know, it was it was the early 90s. They were all oversized sweatshirts that came down yeah. to like your mid-thigh or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that must not have been long enough for <laughs> literally no, any of my, my peers. <laughs> Uh, I remember we got into gym class and do you remember having to do cherry pickers? So you would bend over, um, you would bend over and you, the way we did it, you bend over like with your legs in a V and you would go one, two, three, clap. So you would start, you bounce your hands. This sounds like it's very bad for your spine. Um, but you, (laughs) it was an exercise apparently, um, bounce, you bounce like further away from your feet, then closer to your feet, then like right between your feet. And then you clap and then you just keep doing that. I don't know what part of your body that's even supposed to be good for your lower back. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) No. Uh, calisthenics. Um, that yes. Calisthenics. Exactly. (laughs) When I realized that I was going to have to do that, I moved all the way into the back of the rows of kids 
And then I like, I bent all the way over and I reached back and I was like, oh no, this is my entire ass out. Right oh no. Oh no. Oh so, no. Uh, uh. No other, no other repercussions though. Nobody said anything to me. Oh God, you had the wherewithal. I did not have the wherewithal. I was just a babe in the woods, and <laughs> and unfortunately, Aaron is still like, "Yep, you showed up to school with no pants, Jen." <laughs> <laughs> like, poor Aaron. Poor Aaron. <laughs> that when is you like... have had to. <laughs> <laughs> and her introduction to me, because she. She moved to our town when we were in second grade. So I knew all the kids from mm-hmm. first grade. And then in second grade, I thought she was another girl named Heather. And I was so excited because it's me that I was like, oh, Heather, it's so good to see you. And I ran up to her and hugged her. And Aaron's like, I'm not Heather. I'm Aaron. I don't know you. Oh, no. Erin <laughs> ended up being my very favorite person from my hometown. So nice. It all worked That's out. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she played the Susan oh. oh. as a child, and no. it had to get wheeled into the band room with her. <laughs> oh, that is God. the least sexy thing. Oh my God! And she played Camp Town Races for our recital in this like plotting dirge. It was. Amazing, because a sousaphone oh is basically God. a tuba, but fartier. Yeah. <laughs> fartier. Yep. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I just put some, I just did that eye makeup on your lips thing. I'll send you a picture. Do, and that's usually a trick that you use, isn't it? Or maybe you just you do it with loose glitter. No, I do the glitter on my lips. Uh, oh my god yeah. so wait what else did you learn from lish because this is fascinating i love I oh love yeah this yeah kind of stuff no it's good uh i learned <laughs> um i'm sure that i started to learn plucking in between my eyebrows from her ish um mm-hmm. no no because that wasn't until college no because i went i definitely moved up here with <laughs> with untamed brows um but like uh eyeliner because again i was so confused because my mom was like blue eyeshadow brown eyeliner and like black versus really black and pencils versus liquid it was very pencil at my at my time period and I was really bad at it I was really bad at it and she was like oh wait you don't have to go all the way to your inner eye you can like stop in the middle and just sort of taper it out and I was like oh well that does open up my eyes and I remember she did that for me at my prom and I was like Oh, finally. Oh. This is this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is oh. how I wanted this to go this whole time. That's um, so and it, nice. She was, yeah, she was able to see little things that I had, like, either tried and f- been fucking up the whole time or tried and then given up on. And she was like, oh, no, no, you're almost there. Just do this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I really uh, didn't learn fun makeup first, actually. Like, I did not learn makeup for pleasure at all. Um, I learned, first of all, nothing. But secondly, uh, remember, I was base- I was a sweet Adeline by the time I was 14. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> so, I learned barbershop makeup before <laughs> anything else. Oh no, that's like middle of New Jersey QVC makeup, mm-hmm. right? We all no. had a really dark base. 
we we had a base that basically looked like I don't know people who live in Florida and who like like yes. parrot like parrot heads. It was basically yes, parrot was head thing. color. That was a thing. You were supposed to wear really dark makeup on stage. Yes. Why? Um, they 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 would say so you don't get washed out. But guess what? All you need is like a little definition under your cheekbone. I'm just saying. I don't. And who cares if you look washed? I hate it. Go on. I'm sorry. So you had this like you had this like brown pancake. So you are you're always doing brown face. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, and you'd have to go all the way down into the neckline of your dress. So all of our thick polyester sequin dresses were lined with this like oh dark gross. uh this dark tan foundation and all the foundations were really old. I'm pretty sure we all wore fake lashes. Yes, definitely. And they might have been the ones that you peel off with tape as opposed to using lash glue. I can't quite remember. Ugh. There were definitely lashes. There was definitely this uh, absolutely bananas blush. That one I feel like we definitely all shared. And (laughs) this, like, bright fuchsia that looked good on absolutely no one. What color were your dresses? Uh, emerald green. All right. Emerald green. Um, and yeah, so we, um, and I remember we would all sit in the choir room together and curl each other's hair and freeze spray the shit out of each other and put on each other's lashes and pass around the makeup and blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah, it was definitely communal makeup. It was definitely (laughs) communal. Yes. Ugh. Um, which, you know, is not great now, but (laughs) so that is how I learned makeup, uh, which Uh thankfully didn't transfer to how I then, uh, apply it now, but like that was the baseline. And I was like, oh, makeup is really stressful because there's just so much of it involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I, (laughs) but I started wearing mascara. I started wearing mascara probably... Uh, probably my freshman year and I really liked it and I started to realize that I was not feeling okay with myself when I'd take it off oh right and um but I liked it so much that I just I wore it like every single day it was really the only makeup that I wore I think maybe a little bit of like lavender eyeshadow just the tiniest bit but that was it I didn't like wear colors on my lips I just wore a fuck ton of lip gloss and um like that was my makeup there was no blush I was I'm just already so pink (laughs) it kind of 
it didn't really make sense. Sure. And was also embarrassed constantly. <laughs> oh. So, you know. <laughs> I, uh, my face flushes very easily, but I do, like, I do put a little bit, oh, I showed you, um, I use the, <laughs> I've always done this, um, right currently it's a CoverGirl Lip Slicks Smoochies, <laughs> looks like it was on sale and they probably don't even make it anymore and I think that I might have gotten this from you like four years ago, I definitely certain, yeah. use things, I absolutely use things beyond their expiration date, except for mm. mascara, that that I'm specific Same. about. Um, yes. But yeah, this is just, it's lip balm that I put on my cheeks, so I just put it like a little bit on. Um, and because it's a different formulation than like a blush blush, I put it right on the apples of my cheeks. Cause after, after years of doing that, like scraping it all the way up to your hairline thing, yes. I was like, Oh, if I actually want to look like I just have color in my face, this is where the color comes in this my face. You guys can't I don't see, understand but I'm giant poking myself the in the cheek. face. Why, why are there stripes up the cheek? I don't understand. I, I don't understand I, that beauty psychology. It's. It is meant to be used as a sculpting tool, I believe, but it's not like the, if you're trying to trick the eye, it doesn't make, my eye just gets confused. <laughs> <laughs> Had uh, the perfect one, the perfect eye makeup brush, and then it, it's, I lost it because I lose everything. No, I How know, do people right? keep Same. things? How do I remember? I remember being going to friends' houses and seeing all of their little tiny stud earrings, <gasps> like whether it was up on a thing that was hanging up or whether it was in a dish. And I didn't have pierced ears, so that was already a wow. Um, but like, I can't keep stud earrings around to save my life. I can't. They just <laughs> even the I have I have three pairs that are like precious that are lovely ones that Don got me. Um, and I have to keep them in the box that they came in and then inside my nice jewelry box. Oh, well, maybe I'll wear some good expensive company. jewelry today. You want to know what yeah. happens to my earrings? Hmm. I take them off on the couch. They roll down into the couch or along the side. <laughs> One day, years later, we decide to clean under the couch. And I'm like, hey, look at all my earrings. Oh, my God. That's great. Hooray! Oh. Know thyself, right? Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have anything more to say on this topic. I, I was, you know, I was fucked up about how I looked for a really long time, and it's been, thankfully, so long since I have felt upset about how I looked that I almost don't remember what it felt like. Mm. I mean, most of that for me. Most of that for me was definitely about being a fat kid. Um, mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think I just, I think I just had a sense of being totally unappreciated. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Like, I kind of knew I had something to work with, and I was just confused I was so confused as to why nobody else seemed to see that. Yes. Yes. Same. Uh, very, um, I was upset sometimes about being bigger than other people, but it was more like, look how cute I am. Why don't, somebody wants this. Yeah. <laughs> What's, I, um, and uh, 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 remember I told you I was always checking myself out, <laughs> like even in high school. 
I was yeah. always looking at myself. And it wasn't yes. because I was looking for a pimple to pop. It wasn't because I was trying to figure out. I was just, I liked, I liked to look at myself. I'm bam. Yeah, I'm literally looking at myself right now. I just, I just took my hair out of a curler and I'm spraying it with hairspray right now. And I did my whole makeup while we were talking. I should have I, taken a before picture. <laughs> I would really, I would like, I'd try to see what other people thought was so unappealing. And I, and, and I just end up looking at myself in the mirror of my caboodle <laughs> and being like, no, this is kind of okay. So what the fuck is actually going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was mostly very confusing, even though uh, if I could change the size of my body, I would have in an instant. Um, I didn't, I, like, I, I could not convince myself that I was unattractive yeah same here um in in that stark a term i i knew that people were not attracted to me and i could not figure out why yeah yeah <laughs> like I, but but i couldn't walk away from it being like they're lost well right <laughs> because exactly. you're like well that exactly. that would presume that i would be able to write everybody off and just go do my own thing that's not how life works Exactly. And like I distinctly also like of course there were girls that I would feel like, oh my god, she's so much prettier than me. But there were also girls that I was like, no, I'm definitely a step above that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there god, were some choices that's... made by some oh, boys man. where I was like, Really? Her? <laughs> really? <laughs> And of course, this is all very problematic. Uh, we I, we acknowledge this is very problematic, but this is also just course. how you felt as a teenager in the nineties. Yeah, and oh, hopefully man. to a lesser extent how you feel as a teenager now, because there's just more room to be exactly who you are and and own that beauty for yourself, own that yeah for yourself. And they're just yeah, wasn't absolutely when we were that age. No. Almost like we knew. Almost like a part of us knew what we would be doing now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With the whole, like, once I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Someday I'm going to make it more okay to look like me and for you to look like this and think that you are fucking smoking hot. Yes. Um, And look, that's what we're doing now. And that's exactly what we're doing now. And I think, I hope that for people who are younger for for kids now that there's enough of that that like yeah there's like typical hot but then there's also just much more appreciation for everything else on the spectrum i hope oh sure yeah i mean i don't buy into every every soap campaign that tells me it's great to be different but for sure but to highlight the visibility of like um there's a couple of beautiful uh, models with vitiligo and things mm-hmm. like that where you're just seeing, again, visual diet. The more you see different things, the more you want to see different things, the more you like diversity. Right. Exactly. So, Ugh. yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't remember hating how I looked. I would hate some haircuts. Oh, I definitely, I thought I was ugly as a kid. I definitely thought I was ugly as a, ch- as a child. Um, oh, baby. And that sucked, right? That sucked. Like, I thought I was ugly. I definitely remember thinking I was ugly as a child, especially, like, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 
Uh. Probably by the time I was 12 and I started seeing, like, okay, the, the very, very, very beginning seeds of, like, what I would look like as a, a woman, I was like, oh, I get, this is all right. Right? <laughs> this is yeah. all right. Um, and then that just got stronger as I got older and was like, oh, okay, all right, I like what's happening here. This is fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I really... I really settled into feeling like I could present as how I felt inside, um, probably in like 2008. So relatively free- mm, recently. Yeah. Like when cute dresses in our size started to come out a little bit more. I think I've mentioned before, like the day I started wearing red lipstick to work where I was like, oh, can I pull this off? Nobody gave a shit. I stared at a monitor all day. Like, maybe one of the tech dudes would be like, oh, look, you spruced up. But they wouldn't even know. They're like, did you cut your hair? Like, no. Nobody was like, where did she get off wearing that crazy lipstick to work? <laughs> right. Right. Nobody right. cares about that shit. But for me, it felt a, like a big deal. I felt like I was, I was, that one day I was like, um, boring brown hair t-shirt and jeans girl. And the, yes. if I walked in the next day with some kind of big change, but what's, there's a term for that. When you think everybody else is paying more attention to you than they are. Do you know what that oh. term is? I forget. I think I it's a psychological don't. term. Uh, um, definitely being alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For sure and then, that. And then being in New York, I was like, oh, I can do literally anything. Whatever I want. I want. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yep. Um, so, but conversely, whenever I go back to like a more, um, I when I was in Vancouver, uh, I felt very conspicuous there, not in a way that made me want to not be myself, mm-hmm. but where I was like, oh, you guys, some of y'all are boring. <laughs> some of you need some color in your wardrobe. You can't all be about to go on a hike. Why are you oh, all wearing performance swings? That's the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I guess. That's fine. I, I, I went to... <laughs> Go on, sorry. I too would say that I really didn't like celebrate the way that I looked until basically, yeah, like 2008, um, until solidly adulthood, which sucks, but also thank God. Um, mm-hmm. Really, before that, even though I was like, even though I could look in the mirror and not be like, you are absolutely just worthless, um, I. I was still, like, I was wearing all thrift store clothes. I, like, I felt cute in a very diminutive sense. And, mm-hmm. But, like, things kind of worked out with boys here and there anyway. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess I'm not totally, uh, you know screwing this up (laughs) I guess all my weird thrift store finds and me just being generally an absolute social nightmare is is good for somebody so um but yeah like I I don't think I started to really enjoy being visible in the world like like as a as a, a as an object worthy of being looked at uh yeah until like adulthood and the only right. exception in my eyes was um, was when I was performing. I yeah. I question it when I was performing. Same. Yep. It's a weird. I feel like maybe our inner wisdom just knew better. Well, I'm I'm glad that all of my wisdoms are mashing up and coalescing. Hell yes. 
Hell yes. Absolutely. We do not need to quarantine our wisdoms. Do you have anything that you want to tell people about? I do. So, uh, listen, I know I warned you guys about Last Man on Earth, but I couldn't help watching it again. And it's so good and it so holds up. And also I feel like if you watch it, you'll feel really seen. Like it, it absolutely, the stuff is hitting now watching it that would never have really locked in before. Mm. Like, how much this small group of people really needs each other. Yes. And, and just like missing human life. Like the, the resignation of having lost everybody that you love. Um, the, the joy in hanging out with other people, even if those people are absolutely not people you would have chosen in the before. Um, uh, needing human contact, like it's kind of, it's kind of, it's very beautiful, and I, I'm a little freaked out at how prophetic it now feels. Um, but it is very good and very funny with incredible performances, and maybe you'll just feel seen because I've also seen people say, "Anyone having problem watching normal TV?" Because you just want to scream like, we can't do that right now. Yes. <laughs> Stop yes! showing yes! me. Stop That's so funny. Me. That's why I have stopped. Yeah, yeah. Especially like cooking shows where everybody's like touching each other and the food. I'm like, no, oh. don't. I, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Last yeah. Man on Earth. That's Last so Man funny. on Earth is very much, I think it's, a, I think it might be a really good choice. So I felt scared to, to, um, to broach it again but it's been really really soothing so that's there's great that. yeah i just started watching sex education and i absolutely adore it and there's a giant barf warning for episode two so just everybody <laughs> fyi barf warnings all righty well i guess we'll talk to you guys uh, until you're sick of us in fact we'll keep talking <laughs> That's we'll right. never actually know if you're sick of us. <laughs> Isn't it so nice? We're like, it's like when they launch that car into space. Like, it's just, we're just going to keep launching our souls into space. Oh, I love you, Jen. I love you too, Lillian. We love you guys. We do love you guys. Keep giving all uh, the bucks because honestly, it's the only thing left to do. I know. Let us hug your ears. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye.